1: Baruch atzah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam Shehechianu v'kimanu v'higianu Lasman hazeh Omen Blessed are you, Lord our God king of the universe, who has kept us in life, sustained us, and enabled us to reach this season. Amen. You know, that prayer is the Shehechianu, of course, very famous. Any Jewish kid growing up knows the Shehechianu. It's a very common prayer in Judaism. In fact, it's one of the... Most common, uh, it'd be in the probably the top five of most recited. It's or, f- or at least frequently it's recited. Uh, aside from the prayers that are recited absolutely every week, the Shachahianu prayer is also one of the most ancient prayers in Judaism. It's listed, the prayer itself, the Shachahianu, is listed in the Mishnah, which of course is the uh, the first generation of commentary on the Torah that was written down. But its origins are said to be even older than that. A likely coming, uh, scholars say that the Sheholt prayer comes from a simpler forward blessing, Baruch Shehigianu Lazman Hazeh, uh, meaning very loosely, blessed or thank you for allowing us to reach this moment, this season. And in fact, the prayer, the Shehechianu, is given such standing. And that, that, that four-word uh, abbreviated Shehechianu, we'll call it, that was the or, original form of the Shehechianu prayer was almost assuredly uh, a prayer that Yeshua knew in His day. It was, it was common. It would have been common most likely even in His day. He would have heard that blessing that Shehechianu in some form or fashion when He was here on this earth in the first century. Very interesting, and ancient, and beautiful, and, and particularly appropriate for right now. When is exactly is the Shehachianu recited? You hear it recited at such varying different times, Liel. You know, it's, it's like, here this time, that time, this time, that time. Who do you know when exactly it's recited? It's a, a lot. Well, uh, like almost everything else in Judaism, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> So much is that true. You know, people, it's, it's so funny. Sometimes I'll get email from, from well-intentioned Christian people from church and say, what exactly is the Jewish rule on blank? And it's like, wow, okay, you're asking me a question like that. Let's see, how many pages... Do I want to write? Not that many, but that's what it would take to answer that. Because if you ask this rabbi, it's this; if you ask that rabbi, it's that. That's a little bit of what the uh, the Talmud is, of course, is is various people's and rabbi uh, rabbis' opinions about things. Okay, so when is the Shehechianu recited? Uh, in general terms, there's there's broad allowance made for when. Generally, it's considered the Shecheyanu is recited uh, the first time something is done usually in a year. And it can be almost anything. I mean, there's there's uh, the Shecheyanu for eating a, a seasonal fruit for the first time. You say the Shecheyanu. The first time you put on a, a new garment, you say the Shecheyanu. It, it depends upon your branch of Judaism as to when exactly you say the the prayer. It is thanking God, though, that the the general tenor and tone of the Shekhianu prayer is thanking God for us making it. Thank you, Lord, that we made it to reach this season that we're doing whatever it is new or whatever it is we're doing for the first time that we're doing. Thank you, Lord, for that. That is generally the blessing. And you know, so 2020, 2020 is now in the record book and so, my friends, oh, I, I recite that, <laughs> Shehechianu. You're with me now, aren't you? You know exactly what I'm talking about when I, when I say that. It makes total sense to you. Man, what a year 2020 was. Man, what a year. And... I understand that that we you know we're not out of the woods yet. Uh, trust me, I, I get that crystal clearly. I know that COVID nineteen ra- rates right now are at an all time high in the whole country. The hospitals in Georgia are literally turning away some patients; they don't have the beds. I, I get that. I get that, that we're that we're still you know not out of this thing. I totally understand that, but it still feels. A little bit different here in 2021. It feels like we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. The light at the end of the tunnel. And as they uh, as they joke about, thank God it doesn't, it, we hope it's not an oncoming train. You know, the light at the end of the, t- of the tunnel, as they say. But, but you know, listen, you, you all know, it feels like 2021, we're going to be coming out of this thing. Please, God, God willing, right? You know, God willing, we say. Uh, the, the vaccine is in distribution now, and I know it will be a while, but it seems like we're only uh, some number of months more, a few months more away from getting back to something that approaches normalcy. Some people say it's going to be late spring. Some people say it's going to be summer. Some people say it's going to be early fall. The, the, the point is it's within sight now, hopefully sooner than later, and hopefully it's going to be growing more and more. Uh, as we're hopefully coming out of this really really hard season that we're in right now what, wherever you whatever you feel uh, politically about this that or the other about the vi- about the virus about the vaccine we have there's so many people who feel so many different ways. the point is please God there, there, there's light that, that's coming here and regardless we can say that shehechianu, thank you Lord for allowing us to reach this season right I recite the Shehechianu, and so I recite it. Blessed are you, God, who has kept us in life, sustained us, and allowed or enabled us to reach this season. I know, my friends, regarding everything with the pandemic, I know that there is still pain to come. I get that, but just getting to 2021 feels like an accomplishment. It really does. I mean, it just is like, you know, you turn that, that counter and we're, and we're trying to, you know, I gave the message half a year ago on silver linings. And we're trying to, to look at the silver linings. And some people had a banner 2020. So I, you know, some people even within the congregation, they got job promotions. They, 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 they their family. They had babies. They got married. I mean, there were some wonderful things that happened in 2020, you know. And, and I know I talked to some people and they almost feel embarrassed because they're like, wow, 2020 was a great year for me. And it's like, you don't want to say that to too many people because you know that so many other people were just flat out miserable in 2020, right? And so that's kind of the dynamic of of life uh, here in America. It just just feels like it's an accomplishment, though, for most of us just to have made it through 2020 because many did not. Many did not. Mm. In this new year that we are in, 2021, we must reflect. Y'all, it's it is a time to look forward, but we got to also reflect. Have you learned anything from 2020? This year that that in many ways was was uh, very, very, very difficult. Did you learn anything in 2020? Have you learned how fragile life can be? How brittle our way of life is. I'm talking about even if you even if you did well, you weren't able to, to hug your neighbor as much, or, 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 or people in the congregation, or, or, or you weren't able to be as close. It wasn't quite the same. You weren't able to gather in groups. The I Holy Days were different. The things were just different this year, right? And, and, and our whole way of life, man, it's it's fragile. It's brittle. The United States of America, we control our own destiny. We, we've got everything under control. Oh yeah, a little bitty virus. You can't even see it. Boom, the country's on its knees. Man, we should be on our knees. And that's the point, my friends, is that it's so easy. It's so brittle here. How we must, have you learned, how we must turn to God. God is the answer in 2020. No disrespect to all of our scientists. The virus, uh, or rather the vaccine, is not the answer. God is the answer. Okay, the, I'm not saying that the, the vaccine isn't good and can be used. That's, that's great and wonderful. we got a lot of smart people, okay? Some people feel different ways. But what I'm saying is, is at the end of the end of the day, I don't care how much vaccine you're going to take, all of us are going to die at some point or another in life. Please, God, it's 120, right? But at some point, we're all going to face our maker. we got to be turning to God now. And 2020 should be a reminder to us that that's what we should be doing. How our priorities in life must reflect the purpose of our existence. I want to say that again. Have you learned in 2020 how our priorities in life should reflect the purpose of our existence? Man, that's a that's a deep comment right there. That's one to to really think about. Is have you reflected in that in this way, or have you merely just kind of like, you know, kept the lights on and 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 kept your mask on and just and just kind of stayed out of trouble and and, and just you know put 2020 as almost like a a mulligan year and and throw it away. No, 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 don't throw it away. Use it. Use it to, to encourage and to teach you an important lesson in life that will help you, that will help you. This is what the Shehechanu talks about. Thank you, Lord, that you've sustained us and allowed us to reach, enabled us to reach this season. There's a lesson in here for the Shehechanu for us Regarding the whole COVID-19, 2020, if you're willing to listen, as Rabbi used to say, that's why God gave us two of these and one of these. You remember that, Lynn, right? We said that we listen twice as much as we talk. (laughs) We should be listening to what the Lord has to say to us. The Shehechianu is such a beautiful, key, and important prayer and blessing during this season, scholars of old have suggested a couple of possible scriptural scriptural inspirations for the Shehechianu prayer. So, the Shehechianu prayer is ancient, thousands of years old, and and, and it was inspired. A uh, Chazal uh, feels by one of a couple of scriptures that that that, that, co- that connotes the message that's conveyed in. The One is in the Torah, Deuteronomy chapter 4, please, if you'd like to turn to it. God is speaking in Deuteronomy chapter 4 to the children of Israel after they were set free from Egypt and survived in the desert. Wow, you talk about 2020 being a tough year. How about the children of Israel who went 40 years Wandering in the desert forty years. <laughs> oh my gosh, they didn't have a, they didn't have a, a vaccine. They didn't have any hope, except for just to trust in God. God ne- never let their shoes wear out and gave them manna from heaven. But still, man, that's forty years of grind. Man, my kids just finished uh, this semester of, of uh, college dual enrollment stuff, and uh, everything of most everything was remote, and it's hard. And and boy, towards the end of the semester, man, it was a grind. It was a grind, man. This calculus and all it was a grind. Can you imagine a forty year grind? That's like your whole adult life. It's like your whole adult life was just a nonce. The whole life was a grind. Man, this was this unbelievable. But what does God say in Deuteronomy 4.4? He says, but you who held tight to Adonai your God are alive today, all of you. If you held tight to Adonai your God, if you hold tight to Adonai your God in 2020, that's what we need to, to do. He will give us life this, this connects, of course, with the Shehechianu. Friends, we need to hold tight to Adonai, our God. Many of you have heard more people lately who have, been, who have contracted COVID-19. It, it just seems like all of us have heard a lot more people that we know who have contracted the, the virus lately. If you haven't received your wake-up call, I hope you do soon. My friends, don't operate business as usual. I'm not talking about the masks or social distancing, which do, do that. that, that that's wonderful, the vaccine. That's, that's great. I'm, I'm talking spiritually here, friends. I'm not your, your, your medical doctor. I'm your spiritual doctor. Hello. Hello. Okay, I, I, that was a little much. Okay, uh, in any case, don't operate business as usual. Make God your priority. What else do you really have in the long run? As Rabbi E used to say, and it's true for me too, I've done a lot of funerals, Brian, and I've never seen a U-Haul follow the hearse. (laughs) I remember Rabbi E used to always say, you can't take it with you. You can't take it with you. I've done funerals for rich people. I'm talking about millionaires. Millionaires. People who've got everything in the world. And you know what? You, they, they go out of this life the same way they come in, naked and busted. That's right. Yeah, you know, So to speak, We're, to dust we shall return from the dust we came. The, this is just the fact here right now. Friend, life is short. Make God number one, numero uno. Hold on to him. Hold on to God that's who we have to hold on to in seasons like this that we've been in, when we have a year like this that we've been in. Beloved, I want to remind us of this while we were still in the latter part of the plague. The plague is still amongst us. We all know that. You all know that. But I want to remind us of, of an important point while we are still in the, the end, toward the, toward the this back end of the plague here. Exodus chapter 9. What happens? The hail, the hail from heaven had come upon Egypt and, and had just destroyed much of Egypt. This was during the 10 plagues, of course. And uh, when Moses said, let my people go, let the children of Israel get out of slavery, out of Egypt, you know the story. And the, ha- the hail was one of the, one of the plagues and the hail had come. I'm using this story illustratively because it, it's an important point for you to hopefully receive and digest during this whole COVID season that we're in. Okay. Exodus chapter nine, what happened? The hail had come upon Egypt and Pharaoh was compliant and he was repentive. Okay. He was repentative. Okay. Pharaoh was repenting and he was compliant because he had seen the plague and it was bad. It was yet another one. Exodus nine, verse 27 says this. So Pharaoh sent called for Moses and Aaron and said to them, what did Pharaoh say? He said, I have sinned this time. Oh, okay, as opposed to last time. Adonai is righteous, while I and my people are wicked. Pray to Adonai. There has been enough of God's thunders and hail. I will let you go You don't have to stay any longer. (laughs) Yay! All right. Pharaoh, when the plague came, God got Pharaoh's attention. Yay, Pharaoh's gonna let us go. All right, yeah, pack your bags, boys. It's time to exit stage left. Okay. they said, hey, boy, it's great news. Pharaoh's letting us go. God got his attention with the hail of the, the plague. It destroyed most of the crops in Egypt with a terrible hail. Pharaoh said, man, you got my attention. I've sinned. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to do what's right. Woo! All right. Well, that's good news. Uh, the, the, the plague got his attention. but then, But then Moses prayed, and, of course, the hail ceased. And you know what Pharaoh did. Verse 34, but when Pharaoh saw... That the rain, the hail, and the thunder had ceased, he increased his sin and hardened his heart, both he and his servants. So Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not let B'nai Yisrael, the children of Israel, go, just as Adonai had said by Moses' hand Oh, Pharaoh, no! What are you doing, Pharaoh? I believe that a year from now, January 1st, 2022, is going to be very different than today. <laughs> this is on YouTube, so we'll see. I think it's going to be very different than today. Life will have returned in most ways to the way it was, but will you have returned? to the way you were. Please allow this season in life to be a time where you look to God first, not your money, not your pleasure, not your travel, not your causes, not your pride, not your ambition. There's a certain pureness in saying, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to reach this season. (laughs) There's a certain pureness to that, isn't it? Thank you, Lord, for just allowing me to get here. Wow. See, that changes the way you look at things. Before the pandemic, everybody was just all out, as, I've got a lot of rabbi eisms today, I'm so sorry, or actually I'm not sorry, but people are just, because this is, you can tell the sin from me, this is a generation above me, what I'm about to say, people were just out there shucking and jiving and snapping their fingers and just doing their own thing and saying, yeah, man, I'm going to make my moolah and I've just got my plans, and here's what I'm doing, Whoop, You know, that's the way people were, and then suddenly, boom, it all changed everything changed boom thank you lord for allowing me to reach this season thank you oh god for allowing me just to reach this season to see a new year to see january 1st 2021 a lot of people didn't thank you oh lord thank you oh lord you see this it's a whole attitude change it ought to be directing you brother and sister to your creator or of course you can just miss it like pharaoh did and once things go, see, see I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm bringing this message now while we're still in the latter end of the plague. We're still in the plague here. I'm reminding you of this now. So that I so said a year from now, things are going to be kind of back to normal. January 1st, 2022, there's my two shekels. We don't know how it's going to be. Okay. But, but, but whenever it turns back to normal, whatever normal is, are you going to forget the lessons? Are you going to forget the lessons that, that God tried to teach you in 2020 to put him first, not to be looking at a lot of these things that are carnal in in our lives. It's an important lesson, my friends. It's a life-changing lesson. If you really get the lesson, then it's a gift. It's a gift. Some teachers of Chazal teach us that the Shehechianu prayer was inspired by the beginning of Psalm 146. Let's turn there because that's beautiful. And we see in Psalm 146 really a shadow of the Shehekhianu prayer almost in its, in its fullness. Now, uh, if you look at it, the, the, it just mirrors the Shehekhianu prayer in slightly different ways. But many people feel like that was part of the inspiration. Just the first couple of verses of Psalm 146, starting in verse 1. Hallelujah! Which means praise the Lord. Praise Adonai, O my soul. I will praise Adonai. All my life, I will praise my God yet again. <laughs> there are three aspects of praise here, and the three aspects of praising God in the Shehechianu prayer as well. First, the Shehechianu says that God has given us life. And indeed, friends, we got to remember, it is God who gave us life. Breath. He breathed as we read in Bereshit in the book of Genesis with Adam, Adam the first man. He breathed into our nostrils and gave us breath. Remember that breath, breath in Hebrew is the same word as spirit. Ruach. God breathed his Ruach into us, if you will, and he gave us life. As you take your next breath, recognize that it is God given, and he is merciful to delay taking it away. He has given you life, my brother or sister. Next, what does the Shehechianu say? The Shehechianu says that God sustains us. See, that's different than than, than simply giving us life, and it's a different, uh, really, perspective on what life really even means. He says he sustains us. Indeed, our very souls are sustained by God's goodness to us. Yes, my friends, you may live a little while without God, for a time, but what does Yeshua say in Matthew chapter four? You can turn to Matthew chapter four. You may know the, the reference. He is being tempted by the adversary, Hasatan, and uh, and 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 during this temptation, the adversary is trying to trick him and to telling him certain things. He had been fasting, as you know, for a long time, and Hasatan was more or less tempting him with bread, with food. And then Yeshua says something very interesting in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. But he, being Yeshua, replies, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Yeshua here was quoting, as a side note, people don't always know, Deuteronomy chapter 8 in the Torah. Yeshua, by the way, knows the Torah, (laughs) as a side note. He was a Torah follower, okay. He was quoting Deuteronomy 8 from the Torah. If you just live on bread, you will die. But if you are sustained by the words of God, you will live. He's not talking about living next week. You can live a little bit of time on a piece of bread, but that's not real life. Friends, Life without God is not really life. There's a vacuum, there's a void that's there. Only if you have the words of God in you will you live. And that's why Yeshua says, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Yeshua spoke often about how the cares of life get in the way of the important things of life. The cares of this life get in the way of the important things. Yeshua came to bring us inner shalom, inner peace. And Yeshua teaches that this peace does not come from the world. It's not about the rat race. And Yeshua came to set us free from that. That is what really sustains us. We say in the Shehachianu, thank you, Lord, for sustaining us. See, that is what really sustains us. It's not just a, a one day's piece of bread or it's not a paycheck that sustains us. It's not even the oxygen that we're breathing that sustains us. Or, or a vaccine that sustains us. At the end of the day, if we really want to be sustained, as in like fullness, our souls to be sustained, we need the very words of God. That's what we need. Otherwise, we're just taking up space, breathing in and out air, and, and one day we're going back in the box no different than, than we came. That's not what it's all about, my friends. Yeshua teaches us this peace does not come from the world. It comes only from heaven. And Yeshua came to set us free from this rat race. That's what really sustains us is Yeshua, not the banal, temporal pleasures of this world. Even the wholesome ones. Even the good ones. That should not be what sustains us. It is God that sustains us. And he's so kind to give us blessings while we're living and while we are being taught and and, and eating the words of God. He blesses us with some of this other wonderful stuff, at which point we should say the shehechianu. Thank you, Lord, for having preserved and sustained us. I tell you, the older I get in life, the more perspective I have on life. And I, I know that as you age, this message, this part of the message seems to become more and more real, I think. Some Solomonic wisdom, if you will. What is important? What is important? It's just not the stuff you see on TV or on the internet. Man, 2020 should teach us that. If you've ever wanted a lesson of that, look at 2020. 2020. That's not what's important. No, 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 no. If there is to be purpose in life, it has to be connected to God who truly sustains us. He gives us a sense of purpose. Brother or sister, don't waste your life. Don't waste your life. Don't waste your life in vain pursuits. And if you discover this, I'm going to tell you something, 2020 will not have been in vain. You can look back and say 2020 was a good year because I discovered my purpose. I discovered what was really important in life and it's not what I thought it was in 2019. Finally, the Shekhanu says that God enables us to reach this season. Oh, thank you, Lord. We're not promised our next breath. Therefore, we need to cherish every time something happens in life that is beautiful and unique. I love that. <sighs> I think about this, you can turn to Psalm 126 if you wanna get ahead of me a little bit. I think about this, If uh, I'm tour I'm a, a toward Israel this year, or later this year, uh, and in and, and Israel, right in, in a nondescript uh, building in Tel Aviv, Israel, on May 14th, 1948, a miracle happened, and a prophecy that's prophesied in this Bible came to pass. Explicitly, May 14th, 1948, in a little uh, building in Tel Aviv. What happened? Ben-Gurion, the first prime minister of Israel and one of our our pioneers, Ben-Gurion, Ben-Gurion read the Israeli Declaration of Independence declaring statehood when that blue and white Israeli flag flew as a state for the first time on May 14th, 1948. Israel became a nation. And what happened, if you had been there, that room, and you can go in that room today, I'll take you there. The room was not near as big as the sanctuary. It was, it was smaller. Uh, and, and, and they were crammed in there. It wasn't social distance, I can promise you. Okay, And they were crammed in there and Ben-Gurion stood and, and, and there's some old footage of this, but it's not really good. And he reads the Declaration of Independence that they all were to sign uh, that day. It had been negotiated and finalized just literally minutes before they all got there. In fact, he was reading from a script, but the actual parchment that they all signed was blank because they didn't have time to fill it in with the fancy calligraphy yet. And they were, they were in a state of war immediately. Yoel is Israeli. He can tell you about this, our cancer. And so what happens? He reads the Declaration of Independence, which in a moment, in a moment fulfills many, many biblical prophecies that say one day I will gather my children, I will gather the Jewish people back to their own land of Israel, not to be plucked up from that land again. And can a nation be born in a day? And it happened May 14, 1948. And that was the moment that it happened. Ben-Gurion stood at that platform with that microphone and he read the Declaration of Independence. Ines was there with me. She's seen this. And she read, and and he read that Declaration of Independence. And immediately, the moment he finished, Rabbi Yehuda Lee Maimon immediately stood up and recited the Shehechianu. What a moment. Thank you that you have enabled us to, to reach this season after two thousand years since the great revolts. Does it touch more from the Maccabees? Thank you Lord, that you've sustained us and allowed us to reach. This season, what an appropriate prayer for that moment, my friends. It was a moment that you could just say, oh, thank you, God, that, I've, that I'm alive to see this with my own eyes. Psalm 126 also speaks about the return of the captives from Zion when they, when they had been dispersed and then they came back. It says this in verse 1, a song of ascent When Adonai restored the captives of Zion... It was as if we were dreaming. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with a song of joy. Then they said among the nations, Adonai has done great things for them. Adonai has done great things for us. We are joyful. Yeah, that sounds like the Shehechianu, doesn't it, Mark? It really does. My God, you have been blessed to reach this moment. My brother and sister, you have been blessed to reach this moment. There is a gratitude in this attitude. When you say, thank you, Lord, for allowing us to reach this moment. When you reach any significant moment in life, bless God for it. Bless God for it. It's an appreciation for God that frequently goes unrecognized. When you have something special happen in your life, it can be big or small. It can be something big like your children are born or your grandchildren are born. It can be something small like witnessing your, uh, you know, your, your, your child's baseball game. Or, or, or it can be, you know, a, a good appraisal at work. Whatever, anything good that happens in your life. It can be a beautiful sunset. Take a moment and say, thank you, Lord, for enabling me to reach this season. Oh, do you sense the gratitude from the Lord? Wow, do you see how this relates to 2020 and the pandemic and everything that Shehechiano has such application? Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to reach this season. Thank you, Lord, for 2021. Man, you you helped me reach this, this day, January 1st. My goodness, thank you, Lord. See, it also demonstrates a humility when you do this. When we bless God for allowing us to reach this season, it recognizes that we are not the ones who decide what season it is we make it to. (laughs) You know, we are not the deciders. We are not the umpires. We are not the judge. He is the judge. And the word allow, who allows us to reach Allow. The word allow shows clearly that we do not take it for granted. It's so beautiful. It's not thanking God for riches. It's not thanking God for good looks or for fame or thanking God for, for popularity. It's not thanking God even for a good grade or for winning a game. And some of these things are fine and good, but there is something more fundamental Bless you, God, for allowing me to even reach this season where some of these amazing things can happen. Thank you, Lord, for even just allowing me to make it this far. To be able to see some of these amazing and beautiful things that are happening in my life, which really circles back to, wait for it, wait for it, thanking God for giving us life to start with, which is the beginning part of the Jehecheonu. Really, really, that's what it's saying. Thank you, Lord, for the life that you've given me to start with that I can reach this season. One day the Lord will call us all home. Will we be ready? Will we be ready? But, you know, until he does, it's perfectly appropriate to say thank you, Lord, for allowing me to reach this season. My friends, if we really embrace the prayer of the Shehechianu in 2021, it's going to be a special year for us. It's going to be a special year for us this year if we really do this. It also helps us make changes in our lives in 2021. Need to stop smoking or some other bad habit that you have in your life, whatever your bad, fill in the blank on your bad habit. Well, blessing God for giving you life will help you recognize that true appreciation for your life is going to help you stop Self-destructive behaviors. See, if you really appreciate the life that God gave you, that's the Yanu, right? If you really appreciate the life God gave you, it's going to be easier for easier for you to stop self-destructive behaviors, because you know what you're doing is you're deteriorating that which God so generously gave you and you're appreciative of. Need to release greed. Or a disproportionate appetite for accomplishment? Recognize money is not what sustains you. I know you need money. Good. I I hope you work and get a lot of it. But at the end of the day, money and what sustains you. I don't care if you're a billionaire. Money is not what sustains you. I'm talking about on the inside. You can have all the money in the world, and it won't sustain you on the inside. It won't sustain your soul. It won't sustain your spirit. No, that only comes from the mouth of God. Thank you, Lord, for you are the one who sustains us, not not our possessions or anything material in this carnal world. It is God. Are your priorities out of order? It is God that even allowed you to reach this season. That will help you get your priorities right with the Shehechianu. If you say, thank you, Lord, for even allowing me to reach this season, enabling me to reach this season, then you're recognizing who should be number one, who should be first. God has to be your priority. Brothers and sisters, start off 2021 right. Get the order right. Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, shehechianu vakimanu v'higianu l'azman hazeh. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has kept us in life, sustained us, and enabled us to reach this season. Amen. The title of
0: my message is "Shehechianu." Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Beth El family, please visit our website at www.bethhallel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot Or call 770 641 3000. If you are in the Metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service Friday nights at 8 o'clock or Shabbat services Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom.